0: Welcome to the Milestone Church Podcast. Prepare is a time where we as a church intentionally seek after what God has for us by praying and fasting for three days. In addition to praying and fasting together, we'll also gather for three nights of worship, prayer, and encouraging messages from special guest speakers. This week, we have Coach Tom Mullins kicking off Prepare Fall 2020. Alston Church, it's so exciting for me to be with you. I I get to preach to people. Hallelujah! I mean, I've been I've been preaching to cameras for months in South Florida. We're not near as strong as you Texans. That's all I got to say. Praise God for Texas. Praise God, you're going to play football this fall. Oh my goodness! I, I was talking to Coach down here before. And I said, you know, I'm from Ohio originally. And I grew up a big Ohio State fan, but I but I've been a, I've been a big. A Southern fan of football, Southeast Conference, the Big 12 Conference, all that, and and we're not playing football up up north. I don't know what's wrong. That well, I, I expected California wouldn't play, but but I knew Texas would play. Hallelujah! And so I'm just so happy to be among Texans and to actually have a. A live audience out there to talk to as well, but it's great. Helen, welcome everyone joining us online. Everyone in our 1230 service today. We're so glad you guys are with us today. And everyone in our overflow venues. Isn't it great? You've got to overflow during this time. I mean, there are a lot of people that aren't even open yet, and you guys are open and overflowing. That tells me about the heart of what God is doing here at Milestone Church. And boy, do I love your pastor and his precious wife, Brandy. They are really like a son and daughter to us, and I'm so proud of them. And you know, I talk with I talk with Jeff almost every week and, and our primary conversation is about you. Because he loves you. You know, what you're passionate about, you talk about. You know, and, and, and I know his passion and his love for you and leading you through these challenging times. And when he, when he asked me if I would come and share the kickoff, prepare, I've been with you before in some prepare meetings in January that we kick off in time of prayer and fasting. But during this time is so critical. And what I've noticed, Pastor Jeff, is a lot of churches around America right now have called this time of prayer and fasting. We're in a time of prayer and fasting right now with our church Christ Fellowship in South Florida. We started on August 1st and we're going through August 21st in just a time of of calling our church a time of fasting and praying uh, for the breakthroughs that we know that we need in our own personal lives and for the breakthroughs that we need in our nation. And so this is a critical time And so I I took it as a very serious assignment. I didn't want it just to bring an old message and recycle it. I said, Lord, I need a fresh word for what you want us to be preparing our hearts for here at Milestone. And God brought me to the book of Daniel. It was in that book that I read through the book of Daniel again, and and God began to speak to my heart things that I believe that he has for all of us today. I, I want you to know that the book of Daniel starts off in chapter one, with a young boy, 15 years old, who makes a decision. And that decision set the direction for the rest of his life. And that decision impacted kingdoms and empires that were established throughout the world at that time. He was taken captive around 602 BC, before Christ. The Babylonian empire looked like this. I I have this on a map. Look what they cover. They cover all of Iraq, most of Turkey, even down into Egypt, parts of of all of Jordan, Israel, Syria, and northern parts of Saudi Arabia. That was a pretty vast empire. That was when Daniel had been taken captive along with other young noblemen from Jerusalem as just a 15-year-old boy. But he served four kings over a period of over 70 years. And even after the Persian Empire came in after the Babylonian Empire, and look at the Persian Empire. It, it, it's even larger. It covers all of this. It goes over into where Pakistan is today and, and on to India, all the way up into Greece and all of Turkey and down into Egypt. And there was a young boy who ended up impacting that entire region for the one true living God. His life, based on one decision, shaped the direction of his life that actually impacted that region of the world. Do you know it's because of Daniel that the wise men came to worship at the feet of Jesus in the manger of Bethlehem? Did you ever connect those dots, how those guys got there? It's because Daniel had resolved in his heart he was going to live a life that would honor God even though he found himself in captivity. And that's what makes him so stand out. And and the the bottom line of the message today is this. As God had a call on Daniel's life, God has a call on your life. God has a call on my life. I never thought I'd be staying here at Milestone Church all these years later. I'm basically at the age right now that Daniel was thrown in the lion's den. You know, Daniel was still being active and stirring up controversy when he was 75 years old. You know, it's amazing. He stirred up things at 15. He stirred up things when he was 75. And and but 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 I I, what I love, here's what I know. God has a divine destiny for every one of us. God has a divine call on every one of our lives. And sometimes the enemy, his number one mission is to rob us of our identity. Remember what Jesus said about him in John 10.10, you you have a thief who tries to come and rob, kill, and destroy everything that God has intended for you and the call that God has upon your life. And one of the biggest things he tries to rob from us is a sense of our true identity and our destiny in Christ. And then he minimizes then what our impact can be. We're talking about a young 15-year-old boy had no clue what his impact was going to be, but he had a relationship with his creator, his heavenly father, and he had entered into a covenant with him. And through that covenant and through the word of God, it established who he was. And he knew, even though he was in captivity, he knew there were things about him that was still in alignment with God that he would not compromise. And he impacted that region of the world. Both kings, Nebuchadnezzar and Babylonia, Darius king over Persia, they both ended up because of the influence of Daniel and his three buddies, Hananiah, Misael, and Azariah. We know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which was their Babylonian names. Those boys turned those kingdoms upside down. And because of those boys, the king, Nebuchadnezzar, sent out a decree after the boys survived the fiery furnace and and weren't consumed by the fire, he sent a decree out, hey, hey, I want all my nation and all my world to know, you need to have reverence and awe for the God of Daniel, for the God of Hananiah, for the God of Mishael, for the God of Azariah. Because their God is the one true living God. After after Daniel was thrown in the lion's den about 75 years old, he was thrown into the lion's den by Darius because the guys got jealous of him, set up a trap and caught him praying. Isn't that something? He got caught praying to God. When's the last time you got caught praying to God? Isn't that something? I would love to get caught praying for God. You know, their children need to catch you praying to God. I've caught my grandparents praying for God a lot. He's caught my mother praying for God a lot. I'd come in and she's there with her Bible, opened up her Bible and she'd be praying. And, and she said, honey, I'm just praying for you. Just praying for you. That's a great thing when kids catch you praying. I hope people catch you praying over the next three days. They catch you praying. That's a great thing. So Daniel got caught praying because he was caught praying to his God. He was thrown in the lion's den. But of course, you know, God shut the mouth of the lions and he comes out of the lion's den. And the King Darius says, hey, I make a decree to all of Persia, the Persian empire. You are to respect and reverence and be in awe of the God of Daniel. Wow. See, here's what God's called us to. To live such a life that is so distinguished, so stands out, that people are drawn to us so we can point them to him. And we can lift up the true one living God again in our nation, in our family, in our world, in our region, and see what God will do. It started with Daniel's resolve not to eat from the king's table. Quickly, let me take you through a series of events. And Daniel 1.8, and Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine and asked the official for permission not to defile himself that way. The boys were brought into three years of training in the palace, and they were going to be fed from the king's table. And Daniel knew that I cannot eat this food that is not kosher. Many of the food had been, the meat had been sacrificed to pagan gods and then be brought into the king's table to be prepared. And Daniel knew, I can't do that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna separate myself from, I know the teaching of the word of God. And so he resolved. And in that resolve, he was still humble he asked permission to the official. And, and then at that moment, God comes on the scene and shows his favor. Look what the Lord says. And now God, verse nine, had caused the official to show favor and sympathy to Daniel. When God saw Daniel's resolve, God poured out his favor the Daniel and poured out his favor through this official. And then it, it says, he says, he made a test, he told the official, let me for the next 10 days just eat vegetables and fruits and water and, and, not, and see if we're not stronger on my diet than on your diet, okay? And so the 10 days came by, and here's, here's what it says. And at the end of the 10 days in verse 15, they looked healthier and better and be, better nourished than all the younger men who ate the royal food. And look what God did in verse 17. To these four men, God gave knowledge, understanding of all kinds of literature and learning, and then they were brought before the king at the end of their period of, of training. And it says in verse 19, the king talked with them and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered into the king's service like this. In every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them what? That should be capitalized. He found them 10 times better. 10 times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. That's what the words they used for their wise men of their kingdom. And in verse three of chapter six, when he's before Darius, now Darius is the king of Persia. This was before Nebuchadnezzar when he was a very young man. He was like 18 years old when this passage was written. Now he's he's, he's a middle-aged man, he's he's before Darius. He's actually now middle-aged, about 70. And uh, that's middle-aged for the Old Testament days. You know, dudes lived long back there. And he, he's, he's before Darius. Look at this verse in 6 of chapter six, I mean, chapter six, verse three. Now, Daniel so distinguished himself. Can you make that word distinguished bigger? Can, can you make that bigger? Oh, he did, he put it under line. Okay, so now Daniel distinguished himself among the administrators and satraps. The satraps were wise men as well by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Now that is influence. That is where God wants us to be today. He has called us to be light in this dark world. Light is attractive. Light is something that, that draws. You know that, anytime at night you have the light on, you're gonna draw a lot of things to that light. I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I wanna live a life that brings honor to God and lets the light of heaven come through us. What does the word of God say in Matthew 5, 16? So let your light shine, men will see your good works, and will glorify your Father in heaven, amen? So let me put that in the coach's translation. I, I'm translating the New Testament, one verse at a time, coach's translation. Put it down in coach's language. So here's how I translated that verse. And I, by the way, I translated that verse this week just for you. You ready? Here we go. Distinguish yourself by the way you live. Stand out so people are drawn to you so you can point them to your Father in heaven. Amen? People are drawn to those that are distinguishing themselves. Those that are, I, I preached to you last time I was here about living that championship life and calling the champion out in the lives of others. We're drawn to our champions. That's the life God wants us to live. And and Daniel gives us insights and secrets of how to do that in such a way that it will actually draw people to our heavenly father. So I was reading through the book of Daniel this week, and I came across a verse in chapter 10, verse 12, and it really starts to give us the insights to the secrets behind Daniel's favor with God and his favor with man. Now, how many of you would like to have the favor of God resting upon your life and you, you want favor with man? How, does anybody want that? Anybody online, do you want that? Anybody in the overflow vintage, you want to, If you're not raising your hand, we need that prayer for you right now. Because i hello, I wanna walk in the favor of God. You heard me tell the story about when I was down in Louisiana and Pastor Steve Robinson. I was down there with him and uh, met one of the members of his church down there, Charlie Bollinger, and I'd never met Charlie before. And we were out uh, one evening on his farm and there was this fog mist kind of coming up out of this valley of little area we were in. And here comes Charlie and I walked up to him and said, Mr. Bollinger, it's an honor to meet you. And um, I've been looking forward to coming here in your farm. And... Uh, and he said to me he didn't say hello it's nice to meet you he said, brother I'm living in the fog I, I, I said, okay uh, and he said, you know my my family's in the fog uh, my my business is in the fog He, he said Everything, everything's in the fog well right now this mist is coming up and it's, it's, it's a foggy mist and I'm and I'm not understanding what he's saying in that slow Louisiana accent. And this fog is rolling in. And I'm saying, uh, Mr. Bollinger, what fog are you talking about? He said, bruh, I'm talking about the favor of God. I said, oh, well, brother, come here. I want that fog on me. And I grabbed him. I rubbed all over him. I said, rub that fog all over me. I, I want to live in the fog. I said, I got t-shirts now living in the fog, baby, living in the fog. The favor of God changes everything. It is the difference maker in our lives. And we were all created by God and for God, as it says in Colossians, and we were created to live in the fog. And it is what makes us different. It's what sets us apart. And when I looked in this verse 12 of chapter 10, Daniel's been praying and interceding on behalf of all the exiles that they can be restored to the nation of Israel. He'd been reading in the scriptures of Jeremiah, understanding that this this time was only gonna be a 70 year period of time. And now he's interceding with the Lord for this. And an angel comes to him and says to him, do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before the Lord, your words were heard and I have come to respond to them. So here's what I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you three secrets to how you can live the life that Daniel lived, a life of such great impact and influence that starts by having the favor of God resting on your life that will bring you in a position to have favor with man for the purpose that you can have influence, leadership, impact with your life. We're all called to be difference makers in our world. We're all called to brighten up everywhere we go. When Jesus said, you're the salt of the earth and you're the light of the world. Well, I'll tell you one thing, salt makes everything taste better, amen? I know you're not supposed to have it, but I love it. My wife gets on me, you use too much salt. I said, baby, we're not called to be the pepper of the world. We're called to be the salt of the world, the salt of the earth. I wanna be a salty man. I wanna be Salty. I want things better. And light makes everything brighter, amen? When we walk in the room, it should get better and brighter because we're there, because we have Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God with us. We are a distinguished, peculiar people, the Bible says. We are different. And in this age, when there's so much darkness, when there's so much anxiety, man, we need to let our little light shine. This little light of mine, come on, sing with me. I'm gonna let it shine. Come on now, you know it. This little light of mine, I'm gonna hold it up now. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. 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 Hey, you in the venue? You got your, get, get a finger up here. Won't let Satan it out. Okay, come on. I, see. I, We have this moment, we have this moment. And here, you may say, well, man, my life's not very bright, but i tell you what, the darker it gets, the brighter it is. God wants us to be setting ourselves apart, and here's how we do it. We take Daniel's secret and we apply it to our life. I'm gonna give them to you, the three of them. Here we go, ready? First one, Daniel aligned his life with the Word of God. All through the scriptures, you read where Daniel He knew the scriptures. He studied the law of Moses. He studied Jeremiah and the prophets. He studied all the word that had been written up to that time. He studied the word. See, that word had gotten in him as a young boy when he was in Jerusalem, and he carried that word with him. And he aligned his life with that word. And when you align your life with the word of God, you're aligning your life with the life that God intended for you. Jesus said, I've come to give you what? Life and give it to you abundantly, amen? But the enemy's come to rob, kill, and destroy the life I've ordained for you. So we have to make a decision. The secret is I'm gonna stay aligned with the word. That's where my balance comes from. And look at the promise God gives us in Proverbs chapter three. This is powerful. My son, do not forget my teaching but keep my commands in your heart for they will prolong your life many years, bring you prosperity and let love and faithfulness never leave you, bind them around your neck, write them on the tablets of your heart. Here you go. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. There it is. Boom, drop the mic, walk off the stage. I shouldn't have to say another word. There it is, right there. Align with the word of God, alignment is essential to a life that wants to honor God. That's the key to everything. I love this scripture in Galatians 5.25. If we live by the Spirit, let's keep in step with the Spirit, okay? When you align yourself with the Word, you align yourself with the Spirit of God, and then you find everything comes into balance in your life. When I turned 16, I wanted to drive, of course, the only car my dad would give me was an old 48 Plymouth. A 48 Plymouth was not cool even in 48. It was not cool. There was no such thing as power steering. We had three on the column. A lot of you don't even know how to drive a car with a clutch in it anymore. There wasn't any automatic drives back in that day much. And so, I'm driving this old car, but the secret about this car was you get it over 40 miles an hour it's out of balance and out of alignment. Crazy thing would pull off to the right and it would jar you. And you're, you're riding down the road and I'm trying to get there quick and I'm going and I'm fighting that thing like crazy because you don't want to pull me off to the right. One time I thought I was cool. I had this girl in the car with me and I was gonna make a little slight move, get my arm up around and pull her in a little bit closer for social, you know, lack of social distancing. I wanted to pull her over to the middle a little bit and I underestimated, I, the car got going, I got all excited and I'm making my move at the same time and lo and behold, whoosh, I went right into the ditch on the right. That sucker pulled me right in the ditch and I wrecked the car. I had to get out and push that thing. I got her in there trying to gun it and I'm trying to push it out. A lot of people are going through life, they're just going A lot of marriages, they, they come in for marriage counseling, they're coming and I, say, and I tell them, don't come to me. I don't wanna counsel you. I'll coach you. I'm not gonna counsel you. Counseling requires listening. Coaches are not good listeners. <laughs> I'll, I'll listen, I'll listen to you for about two minutes I got it analyzed. I'm take, I'll have you running about 10 laps and then I'll tell you exactly what you need to do, okay? I get out there and do it. But the first question I ask you, okay, well, I tell you what, obviously there's something wrong here. So let me start asking you some questions. Um, are you guys praying together every day? Are you reading the word together every day? Uh, Are you worshiping consistently together every week? Uh, uh, Are you serving together in the church? Uh, I said, well, what do you expect? I said, if you align yourself up with the teachings and principles of the word of God and love one another and respect one another and keep God first and keep his word first in your life, it will teach you how to love each other, how to care for each other, how to be tender to one another, how to esteem one another, how to speak to one another the way you wanna be spoken to, how to treat one another, how to practice the golden rule, how to apply these things to your life. If you'll do this, God will bring that romance into your life and it will be there. I mean, hey, hey. My, my baby's been watching from Florida, 55 years married. I'm as fired up today as I was on day one. Baby, I'm coming home soon. You better get ready, baby, come on. <laughs> What's been the secret? Jesus, his word. We've aligned our life. We've had our challenges. We've had our struggles. There's no relationship that hasn't. But we always came back into balance when we got back in alignment with the Word. We made a covenant to keep ourselves pure before marriage. And when we got married on Saturday night and Sunday morning, I remember Sunday morning earlier, she wakes, I, I'm, I'm awoken, and she's over getting dressed for church. And I'm saying, what are you doing, baby? She says, well, we're going to church. It's Sunday. I said, no, no, baby, we ain't going to church today. No, 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 no. I've been waiting four years for it. I've been dating you for four years. I've been waiting for this day. There's no church today. We went to church. Been in church every since, you know. I mean, been ever since, you know. But see, I'm gonna tell you it's it's a simple secret. The simple secret is this right here. Aligning up with the Word of God. It is life. I'm so excited because next week, Milestone, we're going to start a new series and we're going to study the book of Ephesians together. And the team has built a, and Pastor Jeff has built this wonderful study guide to go along as we study the book of Ephesians. And we're going to be giving you easy tools you can use to help you learn how to study the word of God and begin to apply it in the practical ways that helps you come into alignment and gives you that life you're looking for helps you have that marriage that parenting skills you need listen this thing helps you succeed in every area of your life coach i was uh, i had a reporter one time come in and was wanting to interview me about uh, our, our, our winning football teams and the secret are winning. And, and I told him, I said, well, you really wanna know the secret to winning? I said, here it is. I said, I have an ancient playbook. That I get all my plays from, and it helps me know how to coach, how to motivate my players. It's changed me as a coach. It's, it's phenomenal. I said, it's an ancient playbook. He said, really? He said, can I see it? I said, sure. So I had, I had a Bible on my desk and I picked it up and I said, it's, uh, it's right here. And he said, what? I said, yes, yeah, everything I need To be successful in my life, I have found the secrets are right here. When you apply them, align your life to them, boom, there it is. He actually wrote it in the article. Coach has a secret ancient playbook called the Bible. It is the key in success. Here's the second secret. Daniel had a resolve of the will not to compromise. So Daniel resolved, I'm not gonna compromise the integrity of the word. Here's the word, here's God's word, here's God's way, here's God's truth, here's God's value system. God's ways are my ways. And I'm not gonna compromise because we live in a world that's trying to pressure us always to compromise. Now, Daniel said, I'm not going to defile myself by eating this unkosher food, but there was more to it being unkosher food. Listen to me. To eat from the king's table in ancient times meant you were in covenant with the king. You could not eat from the king's table unless you were in covenant with the king. You were committed to the king, you were committed to his culture, you were committed to his ideals, you were committed to his perspective. Daniel said, I am only in covenant with one, and that is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, my creator. He is who I'm in covenant with. I cannot be in covenant with the king. I can serve the king, but I cannot be in covenant with the king. I can even love my king, but I am not in covenant with my king. So I cannot violate anything that would violate my covenant with the king. The king of kings, I mean. So if the king wants me to do something that's contrary to what the king of Kings wants me to do, I cannot do it. That's why Daniel got in trouble when he was thrown in the lion's den. You remember that Darius, uh, they came because they tried to find fault against, Daniel couldn't find any fault against him except he prayed to his God every day. And, and so they said, well, let's set up a decree that you can only pray to Darius, the king. we have this period of time, and when we, we're gonna sound the, the bell, and we're gonna all pray at this time. And so they came back to the king and said, did you not say if anyone did not do this, we'd throw him in the lion's den?" Yes, I said that, king. The king said that playing off of his ego. But we found Daniel, and he's not bowing down and praying to you, he's praying to his God. Darius did not wanna do this, but he was trapped. So he said, well, okay, put him in the lion's den. Darius didn't even sleep at night, he was so tore up. His wisest man who he had put in charge of all of his kingdom, he had thrown into the lion's den. He came the next morning, he was so happy when he saw that Daniel was standing there having a little praise and worship service. And the lions were kind of humming gently behind him with their big purr. You know, a lion weighs about 500 pounds. those are, those are big animals. I've been among them. They are big animals. And the king says, oh, Daniel, I'm so thrilled that you have been delivered. Your God has delivered you. He knew who delivered him. And, and he, Daniel says, oh, king, live forever. And Darius then sends a decree out to all the nations under him. You are to now reverence and respect the one true God of Daniel. Daniel come up, wow, because he had resolved, I am not gonna compromise. When you resolve, you will not compromise to what the pressure of the culture, there will come challenges, there will come heat. You may find yourself in some lion dens from time to time, but praise God, don't let the pressure to compromise ever overwhelm you. Look what Paul says, This is so powerful scripture. Get this scripture. This is life transformational for me. Colossians 2.8. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy which depends on what human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than Christ. And the culture is trying to set up a value system for us that they want us to conform to and to embrace, but no, we cannot, we refuse to. I resolve to only honor the word of God and the way of God. I'm going to love my people that disagree with me, but I am not gonna take their value system upon me. I am not gonna compromise the integrity of God's word. I'm gonna stand true in God's word. And when you have a resolve like that to honor the Word of God, God will honor you. In Samuel 2.30 it says, "For Samuel 2.30, those who honor me, God says, I will honor. Those who dishonor me, I will disdain. I don't like the disdain part, Pastor, I like the honor part. You wanna live in the honor and favor of God? Keep yourself aligned in the Word and then resolve your will, I am not going to compromise. I am not going to compromise. I'm not going to live by pressure. I'm going to live by principle. The principles of the Word of God are going to guide me, amen? And that is going to be my guiding force. And that's the secret to having the favor of God and the favor of man. That opens the door for you to be a person of influence that's making a difference, taking the light of heaven and bringing that revelation. Because see, Milestone Church, you're on the edge. You're in the tunnel. You're ready to run out onto the field, and you're gonna have impact in this region like never before. I'm telling you right now, I know it. I've seen it in my heart, and I've seen it in my spirit and mind what God is preparing to do at Milestone Church in this region. And it's gonna be something beyond any of you. You better buckle up and get ready. It's going to be some turbulence, but man, you're going to come out to the other side of this and you're going to blow this place up around here because people are desperate. They are desperate right now for what we have and the truth and the love of Christ and the spirit of such anxiety that is over our culture. It's unbelievable. But see, what, what drives out fear, perfect love, doesn't it? The perfect love, and the more we get into this word and the word gets into us, we understand how much God loves us and that God is with us. When God told Joshua to step in and take over the land that, they had, that God had prepared for them, he stepped in. He said, be strong and be courageous, Joshua, and when you go, know that I am going with you. Milestone, be strong and courageous in these days. You are called to take over this land in the name of Jesus and to reclaim territory that's been stolen from us. We are here and as we reclaim this territory that God intended for his honor and for his glory, let's be strong and courageous with it. Let's keep ourselves aligned in the word. Let's stay resolved not to compromise. And finally, let's walk in the humility that Daniel walked in. He walked in humility because he was a man who was fully submitted unto God. Every day he would go and he would pray, and he humbled himself unto the Lord, it says in scripture there in chapter 10, verse 12. He humbled himself unto the Lord. I love this verse of scripture in Proverbs 22, four. It says, laying your life down in tender surrender before the Lord will bring life, prosperity, and honor as your reward. Think about that. Daniel's secret was that he kept his life aligned with the word, he resolved he, that he would not compromise, and he kept himself submitted, submitted to the will and purposes of God. That is the goal of our hope prepared. That's the goal of our time of fasting over these next three days. We, we wanna fast and pray, and listen, I wanna challenge you to get honest with God and say, Father, show me any area in my life that's out of alignment with you. Show me so I can repent of that, turn from that, and get myself in alignment in your word. Show me, Father, if there's any area I've compromised, and if I've compromised, I seek forgiveness, and I bring myself back in alignment with the word. If I need to make restitution, I make restitution. If I need to seek forgiveness, I seek forgiveness. Whatever I need to do to make up for areas I've compromised, I will do that, because I wanna walk in the center of your will. I wanna walk under your favor under your blessing, under your prosperity that you have for my life. And then during this time of prayer, build in to your life a new discipline that daily you are submitting yourself afresh and anew unto the Lord. And watch what God will do. There will be breakthroughs you never thought possible. There will be, there will be restoration of things you thought you could never restore. I'm gonna tell you, our God is the God of restoration. Your marriage, you may think your marriage is beyond repair. No, 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 you, what are you talking about? God can bring things for that seem to be dead back to life again and put a new flame there like you never thought possible. God can restore children that, have been, that, that the enemy's tried to take away from you. God can bring those children home, bring them back into the Lord. There's so much that God wants to do, and you're going to be agents of that. And he's not giving us a spirit of fear or timidity. the power and love and that of a sound mind, amen. We're gonna have a new confidence. And listen, when you walk in the confidence that God is with you, that is your winning edge. That makes you different. You will distinguish yourself. People will take note and they'll be drawn to you so you can point them to him. Milestone Church, let's get ready. We're about to run out of the tunnel. We're gonna get after it. We're gonna bust it up, bust up this region in Jesus' name. Let's pray, Father, we love you, we honor you, we glorify you, we magnify your holy and righteous name. And Father, we are humbled that you have chosen us to be salt and light in our day, in our generation. And I pray, God, that we will take up the traits of Daniel, Our lives will be aligned with you and your word. We will have a resolve of the will that we will not compromise. We will not bend to the pressures of our culture that is around us. And Father, we are gonna walk in a daily life of submission, true humility before you, so that your favor will rest upon us and we can allow that favor to position us and to prepare us to fulfill our life destiny to bring others to know you and have their lives transformed for eternity. Father, pour out a special blessing, I pray, in this hour on Pastor Jeff and Brandy and the team and Milestone Church to fulfill their destiny of transformation of this region that will shake the foundations of our nation and the nations of the world. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.